Welcome to Lil Podcast. Today we are going to flash back 30 years to the end of the Cold War era and take a sneak peek into the influential year of 1989. The following are first-hand introductions from citizens of Cape Town, West Berlin, and Warsaw, Poland to describe their stories of what life was like in this year of change. Town, 1989. Where most children are proof of their parents' love, I was proof of their criminality. The only time I could be with my father was indoors. If we left the house, he'd have to walk across the street from us. My mom and I used to go to Jubert Park all the time. My mother tells me that once, when I was a toddler, my dad tried to go with us. We were in the park. He was walking a bit, good bit away from us. And I ran after him screaming, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. Eva started looking. He panicked and ran away. I thought it was a game and kept chasing him. This is Trevor Noah's account of the apartheid in his book, Born a Crime. West Berlin, 1989. The feeling of guilt has never gone away, of leaving my son with no father. I remember when he was about four years old, Andreas came up to me and said, I don't have a daddy. This was a mother Ursula box count of the Berlin Wall. Warsaw, Poland, 1989. As the revolutions of 1989 began in Warsaw, a war crawl underground paper with an anonymous commentator wrote, I think the end of our era is already close at hand. The unknown author with the pseudonym Nikoblek Ruz Crash turned out to be among the few who correctly predicted the life expectancy of communist regimes in Eastern Europe. While these first-hand accounts of 1989 seem very different, these countries and cities show many similarities. These similarities include a desire for openness and the freedom of individuals, whether it be different race, religion, or political views. Our first expert is here to talk with us about the events of Cape Town in 1989. Lizzie, can you explain to our audience what apartheid was? An apartheid in Cape Town in 1989 dealt with the racial segregation of blacks and whites. It was established in 1948 by the National Party, which governed South Africa until the end of 1994. How did apartheid affect the people of Cape Town? Due to the injustices of the apartheid, many fought for their freedom. Various organizations were formed, such as the African National Congress. White South Africans supported the apartheid, because they gained control over South Africa as a whole. Non-supporters, such as Nelson Mandela, organized nonviolent protests, while others called for more aggressive action. Wow, this seems like a common theme running through each country we talk about today. Just like in Cape Town, West Berlin experienced similar struggles for freedom. How was the year 1989 a platform for change in West Berlin? November 9, 1989, was the day the Berlin Wall fell. This immediately began to unify the social, economic, and political changes in Germany. The fall of the Berlin Wall diplomatically assisted the fall of the communist regime. Isabel, in Warsaw in 1989, were there any major social or political changes in the city? 1989 was a monumental year for Warsaw. Revolutions began in Warsaw against the continuation of, an, of a one-party government under communism by using nonviolent resistance against the Soviet Union. On June 4, 1989, the first partially free election took place. 
The events in Warsaw of 1989 sparked resistance in other parts of Eastern Europe and led the way for the fall of communism. Isabel, listening to your country makes me realize that our two places share similar hopes to end the communist regime and unify Eastern Europe. Yes, Lainey, you make an excellent point. The events in Warsaw in 1989 began a revolutionary wave that continued in Hungary, East Germany, Czechoslovakia, Bulgaria, and Romania, and spread across the globe. It is very likely that these two events were influenced by each other. Laney, I find it very interesting how both West Berlin and Cape Town fought for individual freedoms. In Cape Town, many fought against the apartheid, while in West Berlin, many fought for the right for the unification of West and East Berlin in order to see family members and have free access across the city. As we know, 1989 was the beginning of the end of the Cold War. How do you guys think that these individual countries shaped the ending? I know personally, in 1989, West Berlin and Germany broke the ties with the Soviet Union. This helped the fall of the GDR, or the German Democratic Republic, in East Berlin. The fall of these communist regimes ultimately was extremely significant to the end of the Cold War. Yes, Lanny, that is a super great point about the ending of communism in Eastern Europe contributing to the end of the Cold War. The easing of racial tensions after the apartheid in Cape Town is comparable to the easing of the communist regime in Eastern Europe. The revolutions of 1989 in Warsaw, Poland, had an effect on the rest of the world that was seen greatly across Eastern Europe. Revolutions in Warsaw showed the world that the communist union was not as strong as it used to be and showed that communist, that communist ways did not have to stay that way forever. Other countries began their own revolutions against the communist empire of the Soviet Union, and soon the Soviet Union fell. This would not have happened if it had not been for the revolutions of 1989 in Warsaw that started. With all these global changes, I'd like to take a minute to talk about the internal social, economic, and political change happening in West Berlin and other countries. Economically, the U.S. supported West Berlin, but at the fall of the wall, it presented changes due to the struggling economy of the East. For citizens, this was scary and hard, as they wanted to rejoice the unification, but had to consider the money behind it. Rejoicing was what they did. Socially, the wall allowed for the celebration of separated families and workplaces. Politically, the unification was more gradual, but did help with the communist regime fall. The fall of the wall opened the closed-minded Soviet Union government as the socialism government began to pose many issues, leading to the end of the Cold War. Lizzie, why don't you tell us a little bit more about the apartheid in Cape Town and how that affected it socially, economically, and politically, in addition, future issues Cape Town had. The apartheid required all South Africans to register based on race, which immensely changed the political structure of Cape Town and South Africa as a whole. People were classified as either white, colored, Asian, or mixed race. Blacks were also banned from running for office in the national government. The social structure of the apartheid was immensely changed as well. Segregation was enacted in public places, and there were areas dedicated to non-white zones and white zones. Blacks were then placed under self-ruling areas, which separated blacks and whites completely. The economy suffered as a result of the apartheid. There was a high unemployment rate, and it was hard for many to keep jobs. The economy was divided between races, and immense poverty existed. Although the apartheid has ended, racial inequality still exists in Cape Town. 
the apartheid had a huge effect on South Africa. Many believe that since the apartheid ended, segregation has ended. However, it is still evident today in South Africa. Although racial inequality still exists, the government has changed hoping to make a more inclusive economy that will benefit most citizens. Your future and continued issues seem quite similar to West Berlin's. In West Berlin, the fall of the wall posed many issues in addition to the East, but it also posed many future opportunities as Germany made completely new reforms and policies among the cities. Issues presented showed the West a less luxurious lifestyle, and they had to deal with some of the poverty located in the East due to the economies. The unification ultimately in the future strengthened the government of Germany and eased the post-World War II tensions among the rest of the world and the German government. Isabel, tell us about some of the social, political, and economic changes in Warsaw, Poland, and how this affected future events. The revolution of 1989 in Warsaw was an event that sparked much more and created a powerful flame against the Soviet Union. By the end of 1989, Europe was changing vastly, and due to these new developments against the Soviet Union, they quickly lost their influence. The revolution in Warsaw had started a new line of command in Europe, and the Soviet Union no longer held all the power. Warsaw had ruined the Soviet Union by being the first city to successfully put a crack in their shield of communism, and they never recovered. Warsaw's revolts caused much change in the way people viewed communism, and this, as the city of Warsaw seemed to be in complete control of their situation in 1989 and held the Soviet Union in a difficult position that was clear to all. Countries such as Hungary and East Germany took these events into account and soon began to fight back against the Soviet Union as well. As the Soviet Union was losing control in Warsaw, the Eastern Bloc was coming apart at the seams from within, and the Soviet Union seemed unable to manage it. Warsaw was a cause of inspiration for the fight against communism in both Europe and the United States. Warsaw was responsible for contributing to the downfall of the Soviet Union, as was the fall of the Berlin Wall. Civil resistance was necessary for Cape Town, Warsaw, and Berlin to fight for equality and the treatment they thought they deserved. By persevering, they achieved their goals and changed their lives for the better. Isabel, I completely agree that civil resistance was indeed necessary for all three places to fight for what they believed they deserved. Cape Town was affected by the collapse of communism in 1989. It made it difficult for the National Party to justify communism as a reason for the oppression of races. South Africa could also no longer look to the Soviet Union for military support and economic support. Once the Soviet Union was in deep economic crisis itself, it made it hard for them to continue to justify spending their money in Africa. As evident, these three very important countries during the year of 1989 were platforms for change politically, socially, and economically, all helping to the ending of the Cold War era. West Berlin, Warsaw, Poland, and Cape Town, South Africa, despite their forward progress in the ending of the Cold War and communist regime, they saw future issues within the countries as well as future opportunities, which continue to affect the world today.